KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. There's been a lot more conversation around mental health in recent years, but when it comes time to actually take that first step towards getting help, many people just don't know how. They might not have the resources, they're worried what others will think, or they've just never been taught how to open up. This fall, the Huntsman Mental Health Institute at the University of Utah partnered with the Ad Council to launch a campaign to connect people with resources for that first step and to show that it's perfectly normal to go through hard times. There are so many challenges that people are facing in their day-to-day life, whether it's a relationship or you've got, you know, real financial burdens that are just things that you can't handle alone. The campaign is called Love Your Mind, and it's particularly focused on Black and Hispanic men, a group that's seen a lot of trauma over the years but still struggles with a stigma around mental health. This is a love letter from your mind to your body to you to say, prioritize yourself and you could be that type of person that you want to be for others. I'm Matt Leon and today on KYW News Radio In-Depth, we're talking with Dr. William Smith, Chief Executive Administrator at the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and Heidi Arthur, Chief Campaign Development Officer for the Ad Council about what this campaign offers and the issues that inspired it. We'll hear some of what men of color in America have to fight through and how what Dr. Smith calls racial battle fatigue takes a mental and physical toll. So, Heidi, I will start with you. Kind of talk about this campaign, what's in it, what's it focused on, and why is it important? There's a big mental health crisis in our country, and our research shows that 70 million people are struggling with their mental health and actually have attitudes and beliefs that are getting in the way of them getting the help that they need. The Love Your Mind campaign is being launched to really help people prioritize their own mental health to view mental health as a sign of strength, as something that they need to take care of first and foremost. And it's really meant to be almost a love letter from your mind to you, reminding yourself that the most important relationship in your life to take care of first and foremost is you and your mental health and well-being. William, talk to me a little bit about, I think we painting with a broad brush with society have gotten much better about talking about mental health and and trying to deal with it. However, in talking to people and reading, it does seem like in minority communities, black communities, Hispanic communities, it's still, there's a taboo attached to it, maybe more than in others. Uh, Can you speak to that? Is that true and why? Well, we don't know if it's true, but what the Ad Council has helped us uh, to realize is that it's impacting the entire country and there is a subpopulation of our country who feel like they have a mental health issue or they've been diagnosed with one, but they, at the same time, they're not seeking help or they're not talking to others. And within that population, African-American men and Latino men uh, face the same challenges. What we do know is that this is an ecosystem. We all have different experiences. We all are seen and viewed by the world in different ways. And with those experiences, sometimes what happens is people are stressed out and they might feel like, well, if I talk about it, people will see me as less than, or they might not believe me, or they might simply hold a stereotype or stigma towards the fact that those aren't the type of questions or concerns that I want to share with a mental health provider. 
or mental health um, person. So what we want to do is to make sure that people realize that it's normal to one struggle, but it's also normal to have mental health challenges. Heidi, when it comes to this campaign, you know, what will people see? Where will they see it? And kind of what's available? So the campaign is fully integrated. It's multimedia. So it includes PSAs that will appear online, on social, on broadcast, as well as obviously radio. Audio is such an important part of the equation, digital banners. And then importantly, it goes well beyond uh, the PSA campaign. We're also including what we call ground game activations, where we're partnering with community-based organizations to bring these conversations into uh, places where people are talking about issues like this with experts, with trusted messengers. So we're meeting people where they are and where they're consuming media. So it, it'll be everywhere and anywhere. Well, and what, is, what are some things people that hear this and maybe are, as you described, have been diagnosed but just can't talk about it? Like, where where should you start? Well, oftentimes people who have either been diagnosed or feel like they have a mental health issue or crisis going on, sometimes they feel alone. They feel like they're the only one. But again, what we want to do is to normalize this. You're not alone. Many people suffer in similar ways that you might be suffering or struggle with these issues. And with this campaign, what we are hoping that the people who see it, experience it, will say, you know, that's my lived experience. That's how I show up. And I want to be better. I want to show up in a full capacity for my loved ones, my family. But I have to take care of myself first. So as Heidi said, this is a love letter from your mind to your body, to you, to say, prioritize yourself. And you could be that type of person that you want uh, to be for others. But you can't do it if you don't take care of yourself. One of the things in the prep when we were getting ready for this, uh, I saw a, a term that you had coined several years ago called racial battle fatigue. And I was fascinated by that. I understand the idea, but kind of dig into that. What are you saying with that? And, you know, as a white man who hasn't faced many of the problems that people of color have, explain kind of the everyday impact that has. Well, racial battle fatigue is something that I developed uh, 20 years ago, actually. And what it is, is a systemic racism-related repetitive stress injury. So just imagine for a moment um, the George Floyd situation. What was the impact on that for many other African-American men who might have had similar encounters but didn't die or believe that that experience could be them one day. That takes a toll on your body. Having to worry about getting in the car or walking down the street and how you're perceived or feeling uh, that you're perceived as a threat. Always constantly navigating a society that might see you as a, a stereotype and, and feel nervous around you or not want to hire you or promote you. Those are the daily stressors that cause racial battle fatigue. So it compromises our, our physical health, our mental health, our morbidity or mortality. Uh, and, and that's what uh, racial battle fatigue tries to explain is that for groups of Americans of color, 
people of color in this society, they deal with these micro and macro aggressions on a day-to-day basis. And I really feel like that is kind of the heart of so many things is so many people can't empathize with that or can't accept that it's true. And I, I just feel like when it comes to a lot of the problems we have with race, and I don't want to oversimplify, but that is kind of one of the root things right there that if we had more empathy and more understanding and more appreciation, it might help us tackle a lot of the other things. No, or am I making it too simple? No, no, no. I, I think you're you're uh, on point. But one of the things that we have to recognize is the multi-ethnic, multi-racial kind of awakening coming together of our society that said, you know, this is wrong. And I'm addressing the, the George Floyd situation. So we saw people of many different backgrounds out in the streets talking about racial justice. And that's a, um, a moment, I think, in our society. And it's many moments like that. We just have to be more aware of it. But people realizing that there are lived experiences that they might not have that compromise the health and maybe the um, mortality of others. So I think that is something that we can be uh, inspired behind. But more importantly, for this bigger campaign, we want to look at those subpopulations who might have those kind of racial microaggressions and experiences that cause um, that compromises their mental health. But for a larger group of our society, we're all in the same bucket. We've all experienced COVID-19. We all are dealing with economic crisis. Even if it doesn't impact us directly that much, there might be a friend or a loved one who suffer, who might not be able to pay their mortgage or find shelter, right? So these are stresses in our society that goes across the board that causes mental health challenges for, if not ourselves, for our loved ones. And we're aware of that. Heidi, you talked about the the PSAs. Uh, I know you guys have mental health resources kind of connected to that uh, available. Tell me the website and what people can find there. Yeah, the website is loveyourmindtoday.org. And it's really chock full of resources that we heard people are looking for. It's meeting people where they are in terms of being able to search based on the emotions that you're feeling. If you're feeling sad or you're feeling traumatized or isolated or you're having trouble sleeping, or like Dr. Smith said, there's so many challenges that people are facing in their day-to-day life, whether it's a relationship or you've got, you know, real financial burdens that are just, you know, things that you can't handle alone. We can connect you with um, relevant resources and tools. We can help you understand the what and the why behind what you're feeling. And then if you do need help, we can offer a connection to resources in your community as well as crisis care. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.